Yo, welcome back to the Return to Play podcast. I'm your host, Steve Navarra, and with me as always, fellow Steelers fan, Danny. We, I didn't think we were going to talk about the Steelers in this episode. We're, we're going to make it real short and tight. Uh, but Big Ben officially retired yesterday, so got to touch on it a little bit. Uh, thank, thank you, Ben, for... 15 years or something like that of uh 18 you hillbilly yeah, yeah i didn't couldn't quite remember it's been that long um <laughs> he had like um you know first in in like so many steeler stats that the instagram post had like 0.5 font <laughs> um and then jimmy of course is still hung up on the the bathroom allegations a decade ago. Uh, people forget he he was a bonehead speeding on his his motorcycle through downtown as well. Like he was making a ton of bad decisions as a young man. But he he's grown as a person, as a football player. Uh, I wish him the best. And I think what's next for Big Ben? I think he starts a quick service restaurant where it's mostly greasy food and uh, things that are bad for you. Basically, Permani Brothers. He's basically going to make Permani Brothers again, but instead of white bread sandwiches, it's just going to be like fried bread. He's going to fry the bread first and then put the fries on still. Um, <laughs> who knows? Or maybe he starts a, a Christian uh, Christian dating site. But only for people who weren't Christian as much before and have become more Christian, just like him. Uh, Danny, what do you think? Yeah, I, I really do like the restaurant idea. I uh, always got to hit up Bettis's Grill, so I definitely would hit hit Big Ben's Grill and get loaded up with some milkshakes. He he's definitely he's gonna have milkshakes at his restaurant. That's just just seems seems like a guarantee. Um, yeah, shed a, shed a few tears today at work. Um, I do want to touch on the, I don't think he was speeding on the bike. I think he, he just wasn't wearing his helmet, which for whatever reason, all the Karens of 2006 were like, oh my gosh, no helmet. But he, the, the dude ran a light or something, something ran through a stop sign or something and just happened. Can you imagine being that guy? Like you, you have to leave Pittsburgh for the rest of your life. But the the crazy thing is, is that I've been thinking about like they're Brady talking about contemplating retirement after after dominating Pittsburgh for his entire career. That would be the most Tom Brady thing to do is retire the same time as Ben. So when they get inducted in five years, it'll be all about Brady and no one will give a shit about Ben. Just like one more one up on Big Ben. But uh, so I, um, for that reason, I'm hoping that uh, that Brady sticks it out one more year, and and Ben is kind of the highlight of that induction class. But I'll yeah. definitely definitely be going to Canton that year. Hopefully, hopefully Pittsburgh gets the game. That'll be a be a good time. But well, you may if it's Brady and uh, well, I guess it'd have to be NFC AFC. Yeah, I don't know. They who. could do Buck Steelers, I guess, but be a. Be interesting to see. Hoping Brady Brady sticks it out. He's got to stick it out one more year. You talked all that uh, shit about playing to fifty. You got to get at least a forty-five. Yeah, I I I guess so. Brady though, um, 
I know the Bucks are kind of in cap hell uh, going into this this year. So the defense, I don't know how they're going to pay all those defensive guys. I know they just resigned Vita Vey, and then you got to get you got to resign Fournette or get a running back in there. They have the two good receivers though, so I guess you know if your offensive line is good enough and you still have weapons at wide receiver, you could kind of plug whoever in at running back there uh, in Tampa Bay. Yeah. It would probably be pretty cheap. (laughs) Um, I don't, I don't think he's uh, going to play another snap (laughs) um, in the NFL. I don't think I have anything else on big Ben or I'm trying to read. Read I just through. say how right yeah. I was last week. Aaron Rodgers just just not clutch. Just doesn't have it in the fourth quarter. He he missed Devontae almost through that pick two three and outs at the end. I called it, but he's gonna come to Pittsburgh next year and be clutch as hell. Um yeah. So to talk about that, uh, the odds on FanDuel for Aaron Rodgers. Who will Aaron Rodgers play for in Week One? of next season it is minus 200 for the denver broncos um and then plus 150 green bay packers plus 500 for the dolphins and the steelers so steelers are kind of in the hunt i don't think the steelers end up bringing him in especially if he wants a boatload of money which he probably does and then um you know, I I kind of would probably imagine him more at the the Broncos or the Dolphins, but we all the other people out there, <laughs> Deshaun Watson, we could just keep it rolling with people who have a bunch of allegations against them. <laughs> and uh, no, I think I think I think Deshaun Watson's going to get ch- charged with at least something, but then it's then it's a matter of if he is allowed to keep his job or not. Um, You got any thoughts on on where Aaron might go other than the Steelers or who the Steelers might pick up other than Aaron Rodgers? I I, I can't imagine him leaving Green Bay, but they are in. I mean, there's almost no way they can continue to pay him and re-sign Devontae Adams. They are in such a bad cap position right now. I, so I don't – I really don't know what he's going to do. I, I know it's just wishful thinking about Pittsburgh, but I really think it is the best situation that he could do. Um, you know, the other ones that they talked about, like obviously his coordinator going to the to the Broncos, that kind of makes sense. But I think if you compare Pittsburgh to Denver, he's definitely more set up to su- succeed in Pittsburgh. He has better weapons. Um, you know, the trio of Deontay, Claypool, and Juju. Najee in the backfield, Friar Muth, the young stud at tight end. Pittsburgh has plenty of cap space to beef up the line in the offseason and a great defense. So I think with Aaron Rodgers, Pittsburgh's obviously an immediate contender. If he goes to the Broncos, are they a, are they really a contender just with the addition of Aaron Rodgers? I don't I, I don't necessarily think so. I think they'll be they would definitely compete for, you know, playoff berth, but are you really gonna in the West, are you going to compete with the Chiefs and the Chargers just by adding Aaron Rodgers? Or I don't know. Um, or you can go to a team, Philly or the Jets. I saw were like higher possibilities based on the odds. But 
you're not going to go to a team that's rebuilding. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So the only, so but if he leaves Green Bay, I think the Broncos and the, I mean, I, I, I say the Steelers makes the most sense, but obviously the Broncos with his coordinator going there. And uh, I think the Dolphins. Well, now that the Dolphins don't have a head coach, you'd be get. They would have to make it a package deal like, hey, Aaron Rodgers, who would you want as your head coach? We'll bring him on. I was thinking Um, exactly. But, but I mean, I I think the Dolphins are a better fit. I think they're better set up to succeed than Denver. I think the Dolphins have more pieces in place right now. Agreed. Uh, Especially, you know, it's basically the Brady thing. You're You're leaving cold, shitty weather to go to. South Florida, which, so I I, yeah. I don't know why the Broncos are such a heavy favorite. It just doesn't seem like such a great fit to me, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I don't know, and I forget what I was going <laughs> to, I forget what, oh, that he he uh, didn't pass the ball to freaking Alan Lazard at all uh, last, uh, last week, and that's why they lost. Because uh, he didn't spread the ball around, and all my DFS tournaments that I had Lazard in, which were most of them, uh, I still made it into the money. But I would have made it much, much further up the scale, uh, up the leaderboard, if if Lazard even just had, you know, went four for fifty. Uh, that's nine points right there. I would have at least jumped a little bit. But whatever, he was open on that that one of the the last throws he made. Uh, Lazard was open for like a 40, 50 yard, no one near him. So he could have gained, you know, 70 yards there, maybe even scored, um, whatever. And, and then also our guest, Josh Selway had the Packers to win the Super Bowl as his third pick of the week for week 13. So he went one and two and finished third out of our three guests behind Lance three and O and the tooth fairy two and one. And, uh, Josh, but Josh did go with a parlay and a future instead of uh, straight up or or against the spread. I mean, so uh, good job to all of our guests. Overall, uh, positive, positive winning on on everyone uh, on our guests. Okay. Oh, and I also was reading the the Big Ben um, motorcycle crash report, and there were no witnesses, but he. He ran into a 62-year-old man who took a left turn, and he crashed into the side of the va- of the car or the van. So probably speeding if you're crashing into the side of the car that's taking a left turn in front of you. I'd imagine they both had a green light. Um, possible, he, you know, who knows? There were no witnesses. So he said he wasn't taking any risks. He was just out for a leisurely ride. Um, but I think there was a rumor that, around that he was speeding. I do. I do remember the uh, the people. Uh, he was so like bloodied. Obviously, his face was like jacked up in his teeth, and he was bleeding and stuff. But the people that stopped to help him were like they didn't recognize him because he was so beat up. Until he said like they were like, "What's your name?" And he's like, "I'm Ben." <laughs> so Ben, who you got? You got the guy that you got the guy that almost. Kills Ben Roethlisberger fresh off a of Super Bowl. He has to leave Pittsburgh for the rest of his life. And you got the 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 first the the good Samaritans that are responding that 
that don't even know who he is fresh off of a Super Bowl. They got they got to get out of Pittsburgh forever. But he's retired, so they can all they can all come back now. I guess. Yeah. Uh, it said that, and this was the 2006 article. That man was never identified, but uh, he resided. He he lived in Pittsburgh and in Maine. I guess so. I guess he already had a hideout in Maine. Oh yeah, yeah. You, so, you gotta hide his identity. He'd get raped in a bathroom. <laughs> all right, let's get into the games. We only have. You know, two games, obviously, so we're just going to break down both games, and there's really not a whole lot of injuries. You know, everybody's uh, gearing up, ready to go. You pretty much have to be on the IR at this point not to play. And both teams got lucky, too, with the injuries they had last week. Nothing really. uh, There's only one. Uh, We'll get into it. So the AFC game, Bengals, Chiefs, the Honey Badger went out with a concussion. Obviously, they're, they're secondary there. Uh, actually, their their secondary held up pretty well throughout the game. They were they held the the Bills to under three touchdowns until obviously the two minute warning there when all hell broke loose. Um, so Honey Badger he practiced today Thursday. We're recording this. Uh, he's gonna play if you if you practice once throughout the week off of concussion protocol, you're gonna play Sunday. They're they're not gonna they're not gonna ever downgrade you almost ever. You'd have to you'd have to go into a coma pretty much for them to downgrade you on the concussion, the return to play protocol. Uh, So honey badger is going to play T excuse me, T Higgins uh, thumb injury occurred apparently during the game last week, but he had a full practice today. So he's, he's fine. So both teams are at their um, full strength. So I guess to break down this game, I, I think um, the Chiefs have the a better offensive and defensive line. I think the Chiefs win the battle in the trenches, and usually when you win the battle in the trenches, you're going to win the game. The Bengals somehow survived like six sacks or even more than six, I think, last week from the Titans. Yeah, nine sacks from the Titans. Still ended up pull, pulling the win out of their butt. You're not going to be able to do that against the Chiefs especially with everyone healthy and and how they they've been playing lately uh you're not going to be able to survive a nine sack game you're not going to be able to survive a six sack game against the chiefs and beat them likely so i like the chiefs in this spot i don't really want to touch the over under at 55 seems like a lot of points especially when they're going to be playing pretty conservative um i don't mind the Bengals' first quarter though because the chiefs have Typically been bad in first quarters this year. Bengals do have a pretty hot offense. So before that offensive line kind of tires out, um, Bengals first quarter, don't hate that either. Uh, Danny, what do you got for this game? Um, High scoring, lack of defense. Uh, hopefully... I, I don't even I don't even know. I don't I don't know who I want to win at this point. I kind of kind of hate all these teams. <laughs> and I can't root for the Bengals. The Chiefs no. have been too dominant lately. I hate LA and uh you know the Niners can't get to 6. So I just I hope everybody has fun and uh that's my draw of the week. <laughs> I I um I think I'm going to pull for the Rams. 
And, uh, only because it would be hilarious to see Matt Stafford win a Super Bowl the first year he's not a Detroit Lion, and that that city is so fucking miserable as it is, and you have to watch your franchise quarterback, the guy who's been there his entire career, go to a different team and win a Super Bowl literally the first year he's not a part of your shitty organization. Yeah. Um, that storyline. But then, but then I have to watch... Odell Beckham Jr. win another Super Bowl and probably now solidify a Hall of Fame uh another resume. Super Bowl. Didn't he he won with the Giants, right? No, he was that was before before his time. Oh, I couple, thought he won the second one. No, he uh, got drafted like 14, uh, 13, maybe 13, probably probably four. I'm leaning towards 14. Maybe All right, 15. so whatever. I don't care if he wins but, one. Yeah. Two I mean, I'm probably just, probably pulling for the Rams. I'd, I'd hate to see them win least, uh, shoot, I was just about to say something. I forget. Oh, the Matt Stafford thing is if so. Obviously, like usually in hindsight, you look at the, these trades and there's a, usually a clear winner and a clear loser. I think um, kind of at the at the beginning, the Rams gave up so much to get Stafford um, that I that it was basically like okay, they're in Super Bowl or bust mode like and if it didn't work out like they have no picks in the near future like they've given up all their firsts for a while and getting von miller um so they the rams definitely like if they win the super bowl obviously you win a super bowl it's like the the raptors you went all in for Kawhi and and won the nba championship so even though he even though he skipped town you, you know it was still worth it for them but i think the lions i mean the golf's you know he, he's at least something you can build around um until you get a you know, your own franchise QB and the Lions have so many picks. Like they have like two to three first round picks the next couple drafts. Got I mean the Lions might like be decent in a couple years if they keep playing hard for, for Dan Campbell. So I think both yeah. teams can honestly walk out winners of that of that Stafford trade, but obviously the Rams have to have to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um Lions they were actually they were middle of the road team with uh with Stafford there pretty much the whole time. So, you know, how much of that was Matt Stafford? Probably a lot. Um, but that was a totally different time in the league too. So whatever. Uh, I guess I guess to break down the second game here, and yeah, I'm totally off of um, what, what do you call it? Oh, the Chiefs and the Bengals. I don't want to see either of them win a Super Bowl, but – I definitely don't want to see the Bengals even in a Super Bowl. So um, Chiefs, Rams, Super Bowl, Rams as my winner to jump to the end of the show. But yeah, that's that's what I would like to see happen. You can get the, um, right now, the Bengals to win the Super Bowl is still 7-1. to one. Um, The Chiefs is even money. And the... You can just take the NFC West to win the Super Bowl. So either one of those teams, minus 125. But the problem is, I don't think the 49ers can beat either of those AFC teams. So if Shanahan somehow just sweeps Sean McVay completely, um, I don't like the 49ers' chances against either of those two teams. So I'd rather just take Rams to win Super Bowl instead of that NFC West and pay some more juice. Um you can do Rams to beat Chiefs at three to one. I'm looking at that's not a bad that's not a bad bet. Uh, Chiefs to beat Rams is two to one. You could take both of those, and uh, basically you're you're just head you're 
you're making that to be the matchup. Um, if you like that, uh, you might as well actually just parlay the Rams and Chiefs this weekend. But whatever. Let's let's break down this NFC matchup. There is one injury to discuss. That is left tackle Trent Williams. He rolled his ankle in the third quarter of this Packers game, and it kind of kind of went under the rug because he never missed a snap. And now the discussion is: Was this a high ankle sprain or a low ankle sprain? Uh, he has not practiced since the game, but I think that would it makes sense to not practice him either way if it's if we think he can go or not go uh you might as well give that guy some rest he doesn't really need to take um practice reps to to play fine so either way seven days after a ankle injury like that um they played saturday right so eight days eight days after an ankle injury your ankle's still probably not going to be that great, but if it is a high ankle sprain, um, I don't see him being effective at all and maybe not maybe not playing. But since he played the rest of the game, I don't think you're playing through a high ankle sprain on adrenaline. So I, I don't think he has a high ankle sprain. I think he's going to play in this game. It does hinge pretty heavily on who wins the game, I think, because that's uh, Rams' defensive line, obviously – one of the best in the league, especially now that Von Miller is playing um, well and he's found his stride in this defense after some time uh, getting used to it. So I think uh, Trent Williams on the um, being out definitely puts the 49ers at a disadvantage. And then obviously Jimmy G's shoulder and thumb. Uh, he didn't throw a touchdown against the Packers. He didn't really look that great against the Packers. They did a lot of gadget plays again to to win. So you know, I I don't know how many more gadget plays they can come up with to fool Sean McVay and that defense playing them a third time this year. I think the four, the Rams have the advantage in this third divisional matchup. Um they have no injuries what's whatsoever as far as i'm looking at uh obviously everyone's banged up right now so all that said uh danny what do you think about this game i th- i think the rams take it in a close one yeah i think uh and like you said people that are banged up everybody's it's championship week everybody that's can play in any aspect is going to play i think that i mean i i do like the Rams, as we'll see when we get into our picks, but you know, week 18, you had this matchup. The Rams jumped out to a big lead, and San Fran slowly chipped away and finished it out. San Fran had everything riding on the lines, and you know, the Rams really weren't playing for much. So, this time, I think that's a little bit different. Um, I, I think the Rams just have more more fire more firepower more better offense better defense i think that jimmy g's not going to be able to do enough especially being banged up i'm not a jimmy g hater but i don't think i don't think that he's going to be he, he's going to have to play great to win this game and i don't know that he has that greatness in him yeah i i don't either i think the rams are definitely have the 
chip on their shoulder more so whereas it's like how the 49ers kind of gotten to this point um eventually i think some of that not luck uh they do have a good defense and a couple big threats on offense with debo and um kittle but i i just don't see them uh take taking it to the rams again especially after how they lost um just about a month ago so um all right that's that's both games capped for you i think like i said watch for that trent williams news it's not going to be big news until you know the day of you're probably not going to know if he's playing or not until three hours before the game so kind of hold off maybe on some of those um some of those uh, fantasy matchups you'd play i think running the ball would be a little bit harder as well against the rams although that's their kind of their weak spot so i either way okay here's what it is either way i like the 49ers running backs this weekend for dfs and debo samuel i like everybody on the rams basically skill skill wise for for dfs i think odell's still has a big game and as for tight end guru I think you need to sprinkle all four tight ends uh, into your lineups because Uzoma is cheap, and I think for his price, he still goes, you know, three x. I think they they um, they do a good job, have been doing a good job getting the ball to him in the back half of the season here, and then obviously the other three. Well, Higby Higby as well has been a pretty valuable target these last couple of weeks, um, and then. Kelsey and Kittle are the are the two big dogs on the slate. So and then Jamar Chase and then everyone on the Chiefs. So well, not everyone. Um Hardman. Hardman gets those rushing yards. I don't really think he uh can get as much value, especially for tournaments. So I like Pringle, Hill, and Kelsey on the Chiefs. I like Chase. Higgins and um Mixon on the the Bengals. So what do you like any anybody in particular DFS wise? Yeah, it's tough when it gets down to just, you know, picking between four teams like this. I would stay away from the Chiefs backfield. I just because their running back situations have been so kind of inconsistent and unpredictable. You don't know who's going to get Touches, but yeah, I mean, any weapons, Chiefs, Chiefs, uh, Bengals game, you know, hammer those receivers. I do like Kittle. Um, you know, the the 49ers are gonna have to move the ball to kind of keep pace with the Rams scoring. So, you know, when they when they need a guy, they go to Kittle. Um, so Kittle and Debo probably aren't bad picks. Obviously, Cooper Cup is unreal right now, but he's also very expensive. So I like Kittle as a tight end. You know, you, you just make it, make it get get a get a couple studs, whether it's like Cup or Chase or Tyreek, and then you know figure out your cheap people that you can balance it out with, like a Hardman or you know even like a Tyler Boyd could potentially have a a big game, one of the cheaper receivers. So I really like. Uh, Debo Samuel is seventy two hundred dollars on DraftKings. Jamar Chase what? 
Yeah. Well, because there's only low? four teams. Oh, they rebound. So okay. every, everybody's low. Uh, the the only expensive player, quote unquote, is Cooper Cup at eighty eight hundred. He's still where he usually is. Uh, everybody else is much cheaper than where they usually are. Uh, Kelsey sixty five hundred. Kittle's five thousand, and then Higby and Uzoma are sub four thousand. So I think you. I think what you need to do is you go. You make a couple lineups where you're spending way up on receiver, and then you do double tight end, tight end and flex with Uzoma and Higby. That'd save you a ton of cash. And then you go, you mix up all the expensive guys above those two. And then on the flip side, you make some lineups where you have either Kelsey or Kittle at tight end, and then you find a cheap flex guy to to put in there as well. But I think you need to spend up at um at wide receiver and running back more than spending up for Kelsey and Kittle at tight end. But uh yeah, I think that's think that about covers all the games we'll get into the soccer draw of the week everybody's favorite segment that's kind of all we have left here eh? um uh we have u.s men's national team playing tonight you'll be listening to this over the weekend danny give us a score prediction for the the u.s men's team yeah tonight is 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 not going to be a problem they are playing a a El Salvador team who is pretty much out of the running right now in Columbus, Ohio, in the snow, in the freezing weather. It's going to be like 20 degrees at kickoff and get colder. This is going to be a route. I'm not, and, and the U.S. is healthy. This is the most stacked U.S. roster that probably I've ever seen. Like Everybody is playing right now. I don't know who's actually starting yet. The game's about to kick off in about half an hour here. But I'm saying I'm saying four nil tonight. Um, my draw of mm. the week is uh, I'm going Sunday U.S. Canada. Um, the U.S. can pretty much clinch their spot at the World Cup if if during this cycle if they get three wins in these three games, um, you know, and, and when things are going really well like this, the U.S. just can't. They can't, things can't go too good for U.S. soccer. They always remind you, hey, we're still the U.S. Mm-hmm. So they're probably going to lay an egg in Canada. Um, so I, I like that to be a draw and a very angry Danny on Twitter. But tonight's going to be a W. Yeah, uh, no league matches this weekend. So we kind of have to go with the, with the, uh, Qualifiers here. I like for my draw of the week. I do like that U.S. Canada draw, and also tonight. Not that it matters for any of you, but uh, Pulisic to score is plus one hundred five. So I kind of like that too. If you think there's going to be four goals for the U.S., um, you could do Pulisic to score with the over for like close to three to one um but for my draw i'll just say costa rica and panama tonight um because who cares um (laughs) danny was telling me costa rica has to win um to to keep their world cup qualifier hopes alive so i think they come up just short 
and, and get that get an unfortunate draw. Uh, um, do you want to do yeah. the next segment? Do you, there's, there's, there's not a uh, no. We we're the the uh, the reigning LGBTQIA plus player of the week champion is is Carl Nassib, and we'll just have to we'll just By have to see what slide. happens in the off season. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I like the I like Costa Rica, <laughs> Jimmy <laughs> Jimmy types Jackson Mahomes. Oh man, the LGBTQIA TikTok fan of the week. It's gonna be Jackson Mahomes, but um, <laughs> um, nothing wrong with it either. By the way, people, yeah, we, we uh, have we are doing this out of just to clarify. This is out of support. Uh, you can choose to do whatever you want to do. Um, I don't care. Just don't take the football away from me. And maybe everyone stop complaining about COVID. That would be you know, that would probably help the world out a lot. We should be complaining more about how we are building up resistance to um, not vaccines, but antibiotics. And that's going to be a terrible, terrible thing that's going to make COVID look like a walk in the park uh, once once we finally don't have any more antibiotics to cure our shit um, because we, we're using them too much. So. Um, I digress. <laughs> um, let's get off of all that and get to our gambling picks. We already touched on these two games. We're going to go with a no Dr. Joe Rogan. He He's not even talking about the fucking uh, antimicrobial uh, problem, a crisis we're soon facing. And the healthcare community has known about this problem since like, the late 80s, I think, at least the late 90s, this has been like a published concern. And we kind of haven't done anything about it. Doctors still prescribe three antibiotics in a row for, you know, to try to fix a problem. Um, and our bodies build up just well, you know what, we'll save that for an off season episode. I think we're going to do a handful of off season episodes and cover some actual healthcare topics for people. Um, might maybe, maybe so people can learn something and do something with some information, useful information. Uh, we're floating that idea around. And then for next week, since there's only one game, we're obviously going to pick the game and the over under, and we'll do prop picks as well. So today, we're down to two more picks. To recap here, I am three and one. Danny is three and one. And I don't know what Jimmy is because he never wrote down his picks from for last week in the spreadsheet. Uh he can come up, he can tell us his his record um when it's his turn. I'll say leave it up to that. He'll say he's four and oh. Yeah, that's true. Well, he can't be because he lost the Dallas game last week or two weeks ago. So at best he could be three and one with us, but something tells me, yeah, I think he went zero and two as well. It feels like feels right. <laughs> I think he did go Titans in the in the over. Uh, maybe I don't know. Someone go back and listen to that episode and uh, tell us what Jimmy picked. My picks for this week, as I said, Chiefs minus seven, kind of a gross pick. But um, the home team, you know, 
I think they're, I think the, like I said, they win the battle in the trenches. To me, that's worth a touchdown. Yes, uh, Bengals have explosive receivers with Joe Burrow, but the Chiefs are just as freaking explosive. They're more explosive. They've been doing this for a long time. It's their fourth straight fucking AFC championship game. They're not coming. That like they've got. I don't know. I don't know who has more pressure on them. I guess it would be the Chiefs. The Bengals kind of are in the nothing to lose spot. But uh, I don't think the Bengals know what's coming, especially and the Bengals won. Uh, the Bengals came all the way back from from a big deficit to beat the Chiefs uh, about a month ago. So these are two both games have a similar. Um, they both played each other similarly about a month ago. So Chiefs in a revenge spot, Bengals in a never been here before spot. Give me the Chiefs minus seven. And then give me the over in the NFC game. Um, it's a, It doesn't make any sense. It's the divisional game on top of the NFC championship game. You'd think both of these games probably going to be cons- very conservative, be very low scoring. But the Rams, I think Sean McVay and the Rams know they're not going to win this game unless they are explosive on offense and get points on the board. I think both teams go for it on fourth downs. They're going to go for touchdowns, not threes. So I just need the the fourth down conversions basically is the bet here. Over 46 and a half means these teams get their fourth down conversions at least, you know, 40% of the time-ish. Okay, Danny, what do you got? <laughs> I've been trying to post this Ben Roethlisberger tribute on Instagram and it won't let me. It just keeps saying something went wrong. Try again later and it's pissing me off quite frankly but we'll get into some picks here i got uh i got i, I like i like a uh, kc la super bowl but i i do think it would be funny if since he makes it just to lose to the niners they'd it, be they'd be oh and three in super bowls all against the niners which would be kind of funny but that's neither here nor there i got the rams minus three and a half mostly just because that Chiefs seven line it seems seems big and scary, so I went Rams three and a half, lock it in, and uh, since he Casey over fifty four and a half, that one seems too obvious, so it also scares me. But this is there, there's obviously going to be points scored here, so I like it. I like it to be both teams scoring thirty plus and and a lot of points up. So Rams minus three and a half, uh, Chiefs Bengals over fifty four point five, lock it in. All right, Jimmy, what what do you got? Well, so last week I really uh, screwed the pooch. I took the actually I took the over on the Bills Chiefs, so I won that one. And then I took the Bills, so I was one and one last week. But I think yeah. that might have been my only one that I've hit in the postseason. No, you uh, you won uh, Wild Card Weekend. You won the under Rams Cardinals. Well, look at me. You're so, two and two. <laughs> there we go. About for uh, about on par with the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, with Joe Burr here and the Bengals plus seven. I don't really see them winning it, but I think it's gonna be closer closer game than seven. So I'm gonna take the plus there. And then in the Rams game. I don't think Jimmy G is going to win this one without throwing a touchdown pass. 
So I'm definitely going to take the Rams minus the three and a half. No, it has to be an over under. You have to do one 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 spread, one over under. It's the third week in a row we're doing it. I'm going the under in the that game then. All right, perfect. You're fading me in both picks. That is perfect. Yeah. So fuck you. I'm gonna win. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'll push. I I do have I've been uh making some teasers and some parlays throughout the week here with these two games. So I do have uh, and I have the Rams plus three and a half. Uh, I have that to cap a teaser. That'll be nice. And then I have the Rams and Chiefs money line parlay with some other things that hit already. So I have Rams Chiefs money line parlay at like five to one, which is a, a real nice thing to have. Both favorites, home favorites uh, at five to one. Uh, so got a couple good good ones going for me here uh wish everybody the best of luck in the (sighs) the last sunday of the year with more than one football game on uh until until the the fall until the late summer there so and uh, we got the usfl to care about for about one week the pittsburgh maulers bro they're not even black and gold like what the hell is that they're like blue and red or something stupid that pissed me well, off I'm you know what sure else pissed me off we didn't talk about the bills defense with 13 seconds left that pissed me off but that's neither here nor there yeah i guess to, to touch on that real quick you know all the podcasts and stuff i listen to everybody is like the bills were negligent for not kicking the ball off uh, to you know, within the ten yard line, milk a few seconds off, and then like, the, like they did they think Mahomes was gonna throw an eighty yard hail mary? Like obviously they were gonna try to get like two chunk plays and then kick along. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it was just we. It, I don't get it. I mean, obviously the, in that situation, there's so much pressure. Like I, I, I've never been in that situation where, you know what I mean? Like obviously it's easier to say in hindsight, but. Well, like, what the hell? It seems so straightforward <laughs> to not send everybody forty yards deep. Yeah, and, you should. You should pretty much know that uh, the while they had timeouts was the problem. So the whole width of the field was open. So it's not like they knew they had to throw to the outside to get out of bounds. Um, so I think that was the issue with maybe the scheme or the play calling was. You know they couldn't they couldn't narrow it down to they can only run these five plays here uh, with the time they had that the whole field was open, so I get that. And then I, in defense of the Bills, kicking it out of the end zone, um, the Chiefs are susceptible for Hardman to to squeak through and get all the way to the fifty with then you know eight seconds left and a timeout. Now you only need Patrick Mahomes to get you 20 yards in whatever amount of time because you only need two, one, two seconds to call the timeout. So, you know, I guess they, they were they bet on the wrong thing. They bet on uh, Mahomes not being able to get 60-ish yards in two plays, and he did. So... It is what it is. It's a real fucking bummer for my Rams, Bills, 60-1 to one ticket in the garbage. Um, 
real bummer for that. And then just a super bummer for Josh Allen and the city of Buffalo, who it really felt like, uh, you know, they had an epic come from behind win in an underdog spot. And then it all just got ripped away from them. But that's football, I guess. Um, with all that said, enjoy the last weekend of multiple football games on a Sunday. I'm going to have a big old cheat day. Uh, pizza and wings. Uh, it's wintertime out there. It's pretty pretty uh, cold and snowy still up north. So stay healthy, America.